episode 51, Tears in the Dressing Room. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cammie Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified triathlon life and weight coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlon. I'm here to assist you in gaining a stronger body and mind, and I'm excited to help you discover your inner athlete. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to be here, and I hope whatever you're doing, this is enhancing whatever you're doing. And I always say I'm so grateful that podcasts were invented because as my training ramps up for my Ironmans, I have a lot of time to uh, listen to things as my training hours they increase, but I, I used to listen to music, but now I really like to just educate my brain while I'm educating my body or not educating, I'm strengthening my body. And I heard this awesome TED talk my husband sent me that our brain receives so much clarity from exercising. So I love it to be able to listen to podcasts and I get the clarity from hearing what they say. And then sometimes when I'm done, I'll have my body will be strengthened. I'll get this clarity from the podcast. And then the two hours after you exercise, that's really when you increase your prefrontal cortex. And that's the the two hours are the most amount of clarity. And so I get so much clarity from that. And I'm like, this is like a super dose (laughs) of like clarity because I'm exercising and I've been enlightened by the podcast. So hopefully this will help enlighten you, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're out walking or cleaning the kitchen. Sometimes I'm I'm cleaning the kitchen. Or maybe you're just relaxing, driving around in your car. I don't know whatever it is, but thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. And that leads me into that my my year mark is coming up really soon. So I have a giveaway going on that I'm going to have a surprise box to celebrate the year. And um, you are welcome to get it if you enter. I mean, one way to do it is to enter the drawing because I'll be drawing um, names from there. So the two two things you have to do in order to enter the drawing is share an episode on your um, stories and make sure and tag me. And also then you need to leave a rating and review on my podcast and then leave an Instagram handle or an email or something so I can um, see that you've done it and I will match it with the story. I'll see the story and the review and you'll get two entries in. So it is like you do have to do both things, but you do get the two entries in for the drawing. So It'll be exciting and it'll be fun because it'll be all the things that I love. And I did this for my tent when I, I had my 10th episode and it was really fun. And, um, the girl that I actually gave away some coaching sessions inside there and we are still in touch now. And it's, it was so awesome to see her growth, but she got a lot of fun stuff. So there'll be fun stuff in there. So make sure and do that. And if you've already left a review, then tell your friend about it. And you can just let me know you left a review and that you told a friend and a friend did it. And I can get you credit for that. You can still share it on your stories. So let me know if that's the case, but thank you. And this is just one way for other people to find this podcast. If this is something for them, So it just helps grow it and more people can benefit from hopefully hearing these words. So anyways, um, I'm going to tell you how this podcast was born. So it's called Tears in the Dressing Room. And I had this conversation with a friend just a little while ago. We were talking about body image and the way, you know, we feel about our bodies, which promoted me to do or like kind of helped me to do my Thursday thoughts and tips, which if you don't, if you're not on my email list, Thursday thoughts and tips, you can get on there. 
um, you just get my website and sign up and you get the thought that I'm going to share with you every Thursday, I have a thought and then you get a recipe, mostly the recipe that I've been using for the week. <laughs> so anyway, so um, like last week, I talked about the perfect body. And I think so often is we have this image that we need to have this perfect body. And it, it is an easy thought to get to because you know, the media, all the magazines, all the things, they kind of have this image of what a perfect body is. And so we can gravitate that to that really easily. But if we can step back one layer and realize that it's just created from, from someone's thinking, and they're trying to sell us this idea, and we often buy into the idea that we have to look perfect. And that is what brings on a lot of heartache because we think there's this ideal way that we need to look, right? This ideal body. So I, I'm guessing that's really what promoted... Um, this I'm going to share this episode, but talking about that, and I think back then I really did think that there was um, probably a, I really need to have a perfect body. But as I've worked in this field for like the last 20 years, like I see that that is really um, a flawed way, like of thinking that is easy to think, and it doesn't usually help us, and it doesn't serve us. And I think to, if as much as possible, to start dispelling that idea, kind of realizing that's a myth, and realizing that like. We there's not a perfect body out there, but the thought I like to offer is there's a best version of my body that I'm going to continue to discover for the rest as, as long as I can, right? Because we all have different bodies, but and we've been given this gift of a body, but what do we? How do we want to take care of it to make it the best body that we can? So that is where I've gotten through all the years. But we're going to back it up, rewind it to like I think it was the year 2000. So quite a few years ago, about 20 plus years ago, and I wasn't married and I um, had gotten home from a mission for my church and then it had been a year in between and the next year is when I'd meet my husband. But I was working as a personal trainer as well. So that's what I was doing. I was in the health and fitness industry um, and so I, I was aware of what I was doing. I was helping people with exercise. I was helping people with their nutrition, right? And I remember... Um, I was living in Utah and my mom had come up to take me to shop, which, which the joke is still until she passed away a couple of years ago, is that like, she still was buying clothes for me. <laughs> like when she passed away, I'm like, crap, I'm going to have to buy my own clothes and I'm in my forties. So it's kind of a joke, but she always liked to take me shopping. And that was just her, like kind of her love languages was one of them was giving gifts. So she always wanted to take me shopping. I remember this one experience and I was in the dressing room and I must have been trying on something. My mom was there or I had just tried something out and she came to see it. I'm not really sure. But I remember looking in the mirror and she was she was there and I looked in the mirror and my thoughts were just like, you look so big. And I, I remember looking over at my mom and I was thinking, why don't I look as good as my mom? And my mom, mind you, she was into health and fitness and she but it had been a journey for her, right? But she is like 20 years older than me. So like she'd been doing it for a while. But in my young brain, I was just like, I don't look as good as my mom. And that really set me off. And then after we tried on all these clothes, I was like, I don't even want to buy anything because if I can't look good in these clothes, then I don't want them. And those are some of my thoughts. And I'm sure there was a lot more. But those are the ones I still remember to this day. I still remember the tears. And I remember my mom, I don't know what exactly she said to me, but she just kind of probably heard me out. And I don't even know if I told her that I want to look as good as her, but that was definitely like really hard for me to see her looking in my eyes better than me. So I know that like it really affected me. And my, when I was working as a personal trainer, I, when I started thinking that thought, you know, I, I look so big and 
I don't look good in these things. I remember I started pulling in evidence of all the times that I felt really too big, right? And I remember my boss had told me just, you know, recently or during those same time, like that same time frame that like, we need to have you looking different so you can sell more. And and I took it that like, we need to have you lose weight and look like a better trainer so that when, you know, you go to sell your package or people are going to want to buy from you because you look like you look the part, right? So I had all that evidence coming in. And, um, it, it was hard. It was hard because that's what, that's what I did. And, and I don't know, like, I don't know. My friend said to me, I told her that story. She's like, well, how did you get from there to where you are today? And, and that's the thing where I wanted to uncover is like, how did I learn these different steps and these different tools? And I, I often think back to that story when I felt so defeated and I felt so, um, you know, I was really like hard on my body and I was really like, kind of, you know, mean to it, like, as far as like saying, like, it's too big and all this, like, I go back to that a lot when I think about the clients that I work with, because I like to tell people, I want to start like right where you're at. Like, I don't think you need to be any different than you need to be. But we want to understand what's happening. We want to understand the thoughts that are going through your head and why we're telling that story in order for us to understand what we're doing so that we can get to a different place. And that is like a huge thing for me with my clients now is I'm like, let's understand exactly what's happening. And that would have been, I, I didn't do life coaching. Then I just did. Um, I was a personal trainer and I worked around nutrition. You know, I worked for the American heart association. Um, and I eventually went on to be on a diabetes team where all a bunch of professionals helped, um, with, with diabetes patients. And I was the exercise and nutrition specialist in there. So I did work around that, but I didn't have life coaching and I didn't understand like we need to know right where we're at so that we can get to somewhere different. Because so many times we don't want to actually look where we're really at. We just want to like set our sights on where we're at or where we want to go. And we kind of, we don't really think about all the stuff in between that we have to do to get there. But these 20 years of getting to where I'm at, and I'm still not like, I don't ever think you arrived. Like I've said that on my podcast a lot of times, but I, I have taken a lot of different steps to get me to where I am today. And I think that that's the thing we kind of forget along the way is it's steps and it's like the character building, it's the strength. And I'll talk about that at the end, but that's, that's what we have to do to get there. And so these 20 years as, I, as I've been in the health and fitness industry, as I've really worked on that, I, I've had to uncover some of the truths that were really hurtful, but at the same time, I don't know if it's subconsciously or consciously, I took some of those things, some of those thoughts and I tried to figure out how I could turn them into strength. So I look so big, like I really took that thought a lot with me. I carried that around a lot. I know. And I had all these brothers and I'm, I, my excuse is all my brothers eat all the food, right? And then I would eat all the food they would. <laughs> and they were all pretty muscular. And I was like, me too. But when I was really honest, I was like, oh, but like I shouldn't be as a girl, like I shouldn't be this big as a girl, you know. So is what I did. And I was I was starting to do triathlons at this time. And I was like, you know what, like, I'm just gonna like, even if I'm big, I'm still gonna work on getting strong, I'm still gonna strengthen my muscles. And so I really started diving more into that. And even though that story played in my head a lot, which which it happens when we have a story that's been there for a long time, it doesn't just like easily go out the window, like, and we can't just replace it. But I did start trying to have baby thoughts come in, I did start being like, I'm still gonna make myself strong. Like this is what I do, I teach people how to do exercise. And I really, I strengthen my relationship with my exercise. And I I do believe that I, when I started doing, doing triathlons, and I started doing this, I really think, if I'm being honest, I did it because I did want to have a sense of accomplishment. But I do think it would, I do think I thought that it would help make me 
thinner. I do think I thought that. And it's weird now to think about what I think about triathlon. Like I think if I thought, you know, if I do all these exercises, then it's going to make me be thinner, right? It's going to, I'm not going to be as big looking and all the, all the things. And now all the years later, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to eat better so I can be a better triathlete. And it doesn't, the exercise is not an indicator of how I look. It's like, I, I have to put the right food in so my body can perform the way I want to. So it's kind of totally flipped around and flipped the other way. So it's just interesting to look at. But that was one of my solutions is I'm like, I'm like, if my body is strong, if that is a strength and I'm making it a weakness, I'm thinking, I'm saying it's too big that I'm going to put it into something. And that's where I put my energy into is into triathlons. And then hence, we know the story a lot of years later, I'm still doing triathlons, right? And also the second part that I was talking about is when I looked at my mom, right? And I was like, I want to look like my mom does. Like, why am I the big one? And my mom looks better, you know? And I, I thought that shouldn't be that way. <laughs> but as I, I started, and my mom would have never, my mom never, if I would have like expanded on that, she would have been like, I never, she was never like boisterous or like trying to like brag or anything. She was literally just on a journey to find her help. And then as I started seeing, like, I started like, uncovering like how much effort she put into this and how it was her mission and her pursuit to figure out how to be healthy. And she didn't have that all the time growing up. Like she learned those things along the way. I mean, she was 20 years ahead of me. And, and then I started being like, instead of like comparing myself to my mom, which was silly to start with, but my, you know, my primal brain one keep me safe was like, Oh, you don't look as good as her. I was like, I want to like learn from her all the things that I can about what she's done. And I did talk about this last week when I was talking about like having an instructor help me jump out of the airplane to skydive. Like sometimes we think we don't need instructors or mentors or coaches, but you're like, but I, I offered last week is that like that actually accelerates our life. It actually gets us closer to where we want to be because we have someone that's already gone before and they can be the mentor. They've set the course for us. And instead of comparing and being like, oh, we should be better. We're like, oh no, I want to learn from them. And so I just like, ever since the, I mean, I always loved my mom, but like, I was just like, I'm going to glean everything I can from her. And I'm so grateful I decided that, you know, (laughs) because I learned, you know, as much as I could before she passed on. Right. And she, that was the beginning of her health journey. I mean, she started it, but I didn't even know what was going to come for her as she continued to very deep dive into this. And it was only a couple years later that she had the major trauma to her life, which even dived which even had her diving deeper into how to heal her body so that she could, so that she could manage and do all the things she did in her life for like the next 20 years of her life till she passed away. So I just started gleaning from her and I just started realizing like, you know what, like I'm going to be inspired by her. And I, and I think that is such, um, I, again, I didn't know the tools then, but like, as I look at my own life, when I compare myself, it really, it was really like a thief to joy. Like if I compare myself either to people's strengths and my weaknesses or however I do it. And it's usually a, like a lose, lose situation comparing ourselves because we don't know the whole story behind someone. But when we look to someone to inspire us, then we can use the things they do to, in, to enhance our life. It doesn't, it doesn't demean us. It doesn't like have to make them better or worse. We're like, we're all trying to strive to become better. And it's a way to fuel us. It's like the inspiring feeling that we get when we talk about, like when we have to get to a feeling line, you know, I talk about the self-coaching model, the feeling of being inspired helps us want to do more. But when we're comparing ourselves to like, I should be this and this and this, the feeling line in that one is 
like defeated, right? And it doesn't really make us want to do more. So I let my mom be my inspiration. And that was amazing. And I'm so grateful that somewhere I decided that. And that that really helped me with the thought, like, I want to look as good as my mom. Like, I was like, no, I just want to watch what she does. And then she became a raw chef. I learned about her food. I learned about how food heals your body. I learned all these things from her. And like, I, I could talk in a whole podcast, which I have on her, <laughs> you can go back and listen to the, you know, the ripple effects of a mother, but so grateful that I learned that lesson, even though it was so painful when I had those tears in the dressing room of all the things that I thought. But I do see that through the years that like all those thoughts have now flipped and I've gotten such, such good tools that I've learned from those now. And the third thought was, I don't want to buy anything if I look this way. Right. I was like, I don't, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to talk to my body. Good. I'm not really going to be that nice to my body. If it, if it looks this way. And I've so much realized that like that actually doesn't help at all. It doesn't help to be our body up but at the same time, expect our body to help us. Right. So we're beating our body up saying like, if you don't look very good, I'm not going to buy these clothes or like, I don't feel good about you. You look gross. Like you don't look very good. And so we, we, you know, we shut down our body, but at the same time, we're like, why aren't you helping us lose weight? Right. <laughs> so I like to say like, and again, these, this is something I've learned probably through lots of trial and error is that like body, like me and you, like, I'm going to talk to you nice. I'm going to talk to you like a friend that I, that I love that, that like, you know, I believe my friends are like my greatest, one of my greatest strengths and they support me. I support them through the hard times, the bad times, the good times. That's what I want to do with my body. I want to be like, listen, I got you. Like me and you, we're going to do our best work together. Like we're probably not at our best right now and that's okay. But like, I'm going to support you and talk to you in a loving way. And then when I ask you to do stuff and I ask you to do hard things, you're like, I got you. Like, I'm going to do hard things because I know you're supporting me and I'm going to support you. And that has been such a strength to me to realize that like, to the, the body image thing is hard. I, I don't want to take away from that. It's hard to look in the mirror, maybe not like what you see all the time, but, but to degrade our body is never going to get us there. We're not going to hate ourselves thin. We're going to, we're going to love ourselves. And as we, soon as we start to like find even some of our strengths, we hone in on those and we can start supporting our body. And it becomes that feeling like the thought is like, okay, me and you are working together. That's the thought line. And we get to a feeling of inspired, of like teamwork, of empowerment. Then we can get into the action that we need. I mean, it's not just all thinking. Like we have to get to the action line. But when we have a loving, inspired, understanding thought, that is easier to get into the action of doing the things that we want to. And I think that through the years, as I, as it's, I, mean, I think it's been years, I want to say, it's done overnight. I think through years, I've just learned that like, yeah, like my body can do great things if I allow it to by me being inspired by us working together. And then the action is not so hard to get to. I don't feel like I have to deprive myself. I don't feel like I have to exercise. I want to do these things because I want to create this best body. And so it, it was a total flip from like the tears in the dressing room to like where I am now, but it didn't happen overnight. And we're like talking a 20 year span. So I just think I've mentioned a few things that have, that have, I've really gained these tools. And I think sometimes people say to me, like, I just want a quick fix, right? I just want to lose this weight as fast as I can. I want to get to this. I think if I get to this ideal body, I'm going to feel good. Okay. And maybe that's true. Maybe it is true. But I want to say to you, like, the things that we learn along the way by not having this quick, quick fix is the actual things that are going to make us 
sustain it, that we can maintain it because we can obtain weight loss. We can obtain, like you could starve yourself, right? And get your weight down, or you could do this really quest, this really fast diet and you can get your weight down, but you're not going to get there and have your weight off and still think your body, like you're not going to feel good all the way because you haven't learned all the character building, all the tools along the way that happens when you, when it takes a process, right? When it, when it's over step after step after step, right? And it's character building after character building. And you probably continue to have thoughts that you have to realize that are there and start, start finding some other thoughts that maybe will be more soothing. And that takes time. And so people say, will you give me the quick fix? And I'm like, I, I can't, I, I can't like there's, I don't really believe there's a quick fix. And even if I did now at this point, I know people are like, just give me like the diet pill or whatever. I don't even know if I would advocate to do that because I think there's so much goodness in that journey of getting there that I feel like I'd be selling people short. And I'm like, it's once you take something and you really start, even if it's one thing and you work on that one thing until it starts, it doesn't go into autopilot, but it starts becoming more of a habit for you. You get that running and then you go to the next and you get that running. And when that habit starts running and it's more autopilot, more habitual, you don't have to, you you refocus on that true but that's going and then you get to the next thing and that's how you keep a habit of changing and and re you know like getting closer and closer to our best self is that we we have to incorporate these new things into our lives it's not a start and stop because if we have a diet quote unquote that's start and stop we don't incorporate these habits into our lives but if we can get the habit up and running that's the way we make the lifestyle change and not only do we make the lifestyle change and the weight comes off but along the way we we understand mentally what's happening and it is through the what we tell ourselves is that at the end we will feel good about ourselves because we've done all the work the emotional mental work that's gotten us easier to get to the physical work, to have the physical come off. And then we get both. So at the end, yes, we, we will have lost the weight, but we have learned to feel good about ourselves along the way. So then we get there, we're like, I feel good because I've, I've done all this work and I've lost all this weight. And it is, it is so awesome. And I want to say to you, like, it doesn't, you, once you do this and you're like, Oh, I got to figure out, you're like, no, I, even in my life today, I'm still refocusing. I'm always focusing and then I kind of slide a little and then I refocus right and I'm always like kind of like being like okay it's time for me to kind of clean it up a little bit more and so it's always it's something that's there but we start learning tools how to like just be inspired be motivated be dedicated to keep that there and keep it going and that is the thing that like I want to offer to people that like what what did I learn from when I had the tears in the dressing room all those 20 years ago it's that like I've learned that it's a process you take it step by step and that the step-by-step is what helps you get that dedication, the determination, that courage to keep going, because those are the tools we need for, to keep, you know, keep progressing to find our best body. And it's the tools we need to continue basically to find our best self, right? Not even our best body, but our best self. And it's a lifetime process and we keep going on it, but we want to. The thing is like when we first start, when the tears in the dressing room, we kind of feel deflated, right? Like why shouldn't it be better? Why shouldn't I look better? All these things that we're kind of like, we feel, you know, blaming and we're shaming or whatever. And as we start to uncover those things, we start realizing, listen, I have, I'm empowered to find my best body. Like it's not the perfect body because that's something outside of us, right? Like the outside world is telling us, what we need to know for the inside of us. But when we get to this place and all, you know, all the steps I've talked about is that we realize that like this actually comes from us, the inside, we're creating this from the inside. And that helps us with the feeling we need to give us to the action that we want that's helping us create the outside of us, right? So then we have both of them. So 
it's just, it's been awesome. It's, I'm grateful for the journey. I'm so happy that I get a chance to help people wherever that I meet you, wherever you're at. And I don't think any, anyone needs to be any different than they are right now. And then I see where you want to go. And that's where I take you. It doesn't, it's not where I want you to go. (laughs) It's where you want to go. And I help direct you, right? So I'm mirroring what you're seeing. Like I first have to get to what you're seeing right now. And I mirror your brain. We see where we're at. And then I ask you where you want to go. And it's not where I want to go because my journey is going to be different than yours. It's where you want to go. And that's where we lead you. And the journey is like, you know, we say enjoy the journey, but it is the steps you learn. It's usually those, those defeating thoughts that we learn how to actually make. They're like, we feel like they're a weakness, right? They're hard for us now, but we take those and we actually help them become our strength. Like I showed you those, those thoughts I thought now are a strength to me. Those are the tools you need to actually get to where you want. And we have to uncover that. We have to stay in that discomfort of uncovering that to get to how it becomes a tool how that weakness has now become a strength and a tool in our life and we move forward with it. And it is an awesome, awesome journey that does require us to have discomfort, but that will bring us truly what we at this time can't even imagine really being ours. So when I look in the mirror now, then I can look in the mirror and be grateful for what I have. I am happy for the body that I have and the places I have been able to go and where I can continue to go. And it makes me feel empowered. And yeah, like back then I did, it, it was a been a journey. It's been about 20 to 25 pounds that I've lost along the way. And I can, I've maintained it for quite a few years, you know, fluctuating those five pounds here and there. But I, I not only eventually got to a result in the weight that I you know, was hoping like my, you know, and there's always a little bit of weight wiggle room to move to get to the weight that I'd like. But I've also gotten to the place where I love my body and I'm grateful for it. And I'm, um, I'm happy that this is the body that I have. And I know that I can continue to make it better as I continue this process. And I'm empowered to do that. So that is what I like to help people do. And that is, this is my passion. This is my love. And it started because of something that I had to work on my, in my own life to get to where I am now. And that's why I'll, I'll meet you wherever you're at. If you're still with tears in the lock in the locker room or in the dressing room, wherever it's at, middle of the journey or where you're at now, where you just want to continue to uplevel your life. I'll do any of that for you. And I do it as one-on-one coaching or we do it in team elevate or also you can come on and do a discovery call and see what it's all about. And that's free for you. So anyways, hopefully you guys have an awesome week and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Okay. Bye-bye. Would you like to achieve the things you know you want to do? I offer one-on-one coaching and a new program called Team Elevate. It is a small group program that lasts six weeks. Inside the program, we work on goals and finding strategies to get you through your challenges. I also help you create a food protocol and I create your own personalized exercise program. It's like joining a gym for your body and your mind. You can find out more information on my website at CamiBanks.com or reach out to me on Instagram at CamiBanksCoaching. Also, if you like this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe, rate and review it and share it with a friend. And most of all, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.